Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. What's better than this? Guys, me and dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. Welcome back, Kyle Krabs. We're your host. Chris Schubert's here producing this thing floating around. We're from the Draft Network, and we're brought to you by Bet Online, the number one spot for all your sports wagering information. They've got all the sports available. Super fun. They've got uh, live betting. They've got contest giveaways all season long. Super easy to navigate website that's available on your desktop, your mobile device. If you join today, you get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just be sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. It's bet online, and it's where, where the, game the game starts. starts. Kyle, happy uh, February to you, and, and welcome back, man. We missed you yesterday. We really did. Very, very important note. You are back on the board for the Attendance King of the Hill. You had lost your spot because you were not on the show yesterday. It's true. You were on the bonus episode, the interview that you guys did with Tennessee's Byron Young. But that doesn't count towards the leaderboard. What? It's a bonus episode. I tag I, it differently what, on the pod. That, that's on the pod. fine, but what day did it run on the show? It ran the same day as the show that you missed. Okay, so but, I was on that day No, 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 on the but show. it doesn't worry. It's, it's go, a, go ahead it's, and ask the, go and ask the people. Go and ask people. I think the people. Go and ask the people. I think the people are going to side with me the after are the shenanigans that you guys my, pulled when you didn't show up. When you guys rearranged the time of the show. Wait, Joe, did did we rearrange the time of the show, or did Chris, we all have Chris a mutually and I had agreed upon conversation about this yesterday? Yeah, I'm more inclined to believe his like understand where he's coming from, but he's still wrong. Okay. There you go. All right, wait, listen. We well, don't have to. We don't hope have to you do guys this. had a great, great day. That's going to do it for us here today. <laughs> no, we, we had we had a great day of practice that we watched <laughs> we the, did. yesterday, we which did. we are recording the day that the practice was. It is technically what is it? Monday, Tuesday night. This is the Wednesday show. We're just all to, famished. Yeah, we, I don't know what day it is, and we normally don't know what day it is with the way that we record. So Drafties do math. We've got a, a lot of fun things here. I will kick it over to you, gentlemen, to, to get us in in the right uh, direction. Well, obviously, we want to talk about things that stood out to us uh, on day one of Senior Bowl practices, and I think if there's one player that comes to mind for me that I feel like I have to talk about. It's Ohio State offensive tackle DeWan Jones, who... Big uh, guy. Yeah, big, <laughs> big, big dude. And, I mean, 370, like 36-plus inch arms. I mean, just an absolute monster. Um, so he won the weigh-ins. And, and he holds that weight well. I mean, he's huge, but it's not like he's a, a sloppy build. I mean, he's he's well put together for his size. But I thought he had a great day in practice in terms of how he was able to frame blocks, how he was able to use that length to get hands on, and really just, you know, a phrase that you've used in the past that I like is kind of has just a really strong gravitational pull about him. And you saw that show up, and I, I, I thought he did a good job of varying his strikes. Uh, you saw him, you know, get Isaiah Foskey on that snatch trap. I thought the guy weighed in incredibly, you know, impressively, right, like a rare type of measurements. But then to go out and execute on the field, uh, to really kind of tie it all together. I think for me, at, at any player, any position, whatever, I think DeWan Jones was my biggest winner from day one. Man, um, I thought the wide receivers of the first group won their respective practice, and then I thought the corners in the second group 
on their respective practice. So that wide receiver core had um, Jaden uh, Jaden Reed from Michigan State. He really looked good in the route running. He really looked good fielding punts. He really looked good in open space. He was one of the more refined route runners that was there uh, on that first practice. And then Puka Nakua, uh, who was our rated rookie offensive practice player of the day yesterday. Uh, a lot of late ball adjustments, ball skills, sideline awareness, uh, body control, all the things that are on Puka Nakua's tape showed up yesterday throughout the course of the day practice. So uh, I thought those two wide receivers really stood out to me. And then if you go back to the, the second practice, it's corner Julius Brents, Kansas State. Uh, I have now taken the mantle as biggest Julius Brents fan <laughs> on the show. Uh, my apologies and condolences to both of you, but I promise you I'm a bigger Julius Brents fan than you are. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson from Miami showcased well. I thought the Oregon State kid, Rejon Wright, showcased himself well as well. Um, a lot of big, long corners in that second group, and they were really, really physical, and those guys had themselves a day. Julius Brents was a lot of fun to watch in that second p- portion of practice. Kyle, you and I spent a little bit of time watching him together. You could see the physicalness. You can see the the willingness, the the want to, to just be in there and mix it up with those wide receivers. I think he, he got mad at the refs at one point for a call. Yeah, learn, learn how to ref. He, he got mad at them for a call that they made. He was <laughs> he was competitive. He was energetic. He was, man, he had a, a really good day. And I'll ask Joe this question because my friend Joe spent his day with the trench play, right? That's where you were. I thought if you had to look, just look at those two positions. The O line of the uh, of both of these teams played the best, right? I think they they got the best of the D line, and in particular, because I focused on it in the first practice, I thought the national O line, Dewan Jones, Jalen Duncan, Cody Mock, I think they had the D line's number, and, and it was really impressive to see that group stand out. You're not wrong, my guy, uh, and you don't expect that. Usually, the O line takes a couple of practices to really kind of put it together, but. From day one, they came out here and, and really, I thought, won the day both sides. You mentioned the National and Dewan Jones and Cody Mock and Jalen Duncan, who who really really had a strong day. And we had some questions about what it would look like for him, but I uh, thought his hands were more consistent today in practice than what we saw um, throughout the course of the year for him at Maryland. But you go to the second practice, the American practice, and you know I thought Matthew Bergeron, the left tackle from Syracuse, um, locked it down man and he had some some really good challenges against Derek Hall from Auburn uh, Byron Young from Tennessee and I thought there was a lot of consistency with not only the pass blocking but with some of the run stuff that they were doing and trying to create some movement up front and I thought he he looked really good and I'll, I'll go inside for John Michael Schmitz the the center guard combo player from Minnesota who had a really good career for Minnesota but um now, maybe a little bit under-discussed. We've, we've been fans of him since we really kind of laid eyes on him yep. this summer, and, and everyone kind of got to a state and like, yeah, this guy can really, really play. Um, but this guy was stoning guys. I mean, really showing that ability to absorb, drop that anchor, and really maintain that pocket depth. Uh, I thought he really, really impressed today. What um, what were some standouts that you're, you, you were maybe hopeful for or optimistic for, but you, you want to see more as this week continues to unfold? I'd say Byron Young uh, stands out, the edge rusher from Tennessee that we got a really good interview with uh, before practice. And I don't know that he was bad. That's not what I'm trying to say. I, I can tell, and we had the opportunity to be right there on the field, so I'm listening to the coaching and, and you know, uh, trying to see how they apply it. And, and for Byron, it was a lot of um, – I think he was trying to uh, – 
maybe think a little bit too much. It wasn't just playing free, and he was kind of pressing a little bit, dropping his head. His eyes were kind of in some wrong spots. And I think that took away from the things that make him a really good football which, football player, which are burst and flexibility. And he's thinking so much is kind of robbing him, him, robbing him of his best traits. And so that's a guy that – I was hopeful we'd kind of run some circles around these guys yeah. out there, and, yeah. and, and I think he's going to have to play a little bit flat, faster and freer in the next couple of days to, to really pop. So I know you were looking at the um, primarily the defensive side of the ball as far as our assignments and stuff like that, but I know you were watching the trenches. So a, a guy that I have uh, that I'd like to see more from and, and kind of an evolved, evolved experience with his practice from – the start of the week to the end of the week is Blake Freeland, the tackle from BYU. Uh, he's billed as this tall, athletic, movable offensive tackle that, that is really mobile and agile. And I think he's a linear player. Right. And it, it's it's a concern, right? And for, for Blake, um, this test, and it, it's not a good environment to be a linear player. No. Right? But you, you, you got to improve as the week unfolds to give somebody the optimism that you can improve there. And I think that's the biggest thing for Blake is we have to change the narrative, but that only is going to come with better performances than what, what he had on Tuesday. Yeah, I think that's a great name to invoke, Kyle. Um, everything looks good until he actually has to hit. Block. Laterally move, right, right. Yeah. Like he, his, his, everything. Like his sets are, are look pretty similar. Good knee bend. Uh, looks like his hands are ready to go. But then it's just like as soon as first as soon, contact, yeah. Kind of yeah. as soon as the 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 variance is introduced, it's like oh boy, you know, here here it, comes the circus. And it's not, it's not the same kind of variance as you think about other athletic tackles who bulked up their body. You think about like uh, Brian O'Neill, right? Like yeah. that's, a, that's a popular name to invoke. Well, Brian yeah. O'Neill was a mess because. He was fundamentally raw. I look at Blake Freeland, and I think he's a little tighter in the hinges, where I, I think that that is you ha, you're going to have to tailor the way that you play yeah. to accommodate for that. And I don't know that he's I don't know that he's there yet, but he's going to have a chance to change the nerve throughout the rest of the week. Well, as much as I watched trenches today, I still you know, peeked at some of those back seven players on defense and. A guy that I really enjoyed was Sidney Brown, um, corner. Mm. Is, are we calling him a corner? That's He's a safety. Safety, kind of hybrid. Nickel, yeah. hybrid, uh, baby Antoine Winfield Jr. That's a really good way to put it. Uh, out of Illinois, Chase Brown's brother. Um, I was really impressed with his man coverage stuff. He was a guy that it felt like he was – really calm and just was able to read and react, stay in phase, be tight, be sticky, and never panicked. And you see guys panic out here, all right? I mean, especially these safeties that have to play in man coverage against, you know, jitterbug slots, right? That's a tough assignment one-on-ones when those guys have all the space in the world um, to work and, and really just run away from you. It's not hard to get leverage and, and stack and, and, and separate. But with Sidney Brown, I thought his ability to kind of stay patient in his pedal, feel the route stem, feel the break, drive and stay connected was really, really good. Um, and, and I appreciated that about him because, I, like I said, it's a, tough, it's a tough environment, and I thought he absolutely held his own today. Yeah, and, and he's, the, the challenge with Sidney was 
he got a lot of man assignments against tight ends, and it was really good except for big bodies at the catch point. Yeah. Right? And I thought he did a really nice job yesterday of, like you said, not, not panicking in that situation, but understanding the route is, the, the stem is capped, I'm over top of it, I have the reactive quickness to fall back in line and stay on the body here. I don't have to do anything extra. And he didn't do anything extra. And um, he was certainly the the brother of the two Browns who I thought had the better day. Uh, Chase had a tough, tough day. Now, I, I do want to give Chase Brown his flowers here. This is a player who I've on the podcast said, I think he's an outside zone scheme guy. I don't know how necessarily well he runs between the tackles. And some of those questions about him on tape still exist, but I referenced his build. Was there a more prototype skill player? (laughs) Is there a more prototype build skill player at this position than Chase Brown? Now, he's still narrow through the core and the abdomen, but this dude's lower half is rock. And he wants you to see him. He's wearing the, uh, the short biker shorts the, let's the be cut honest, shorts right yeah I mean. yeah so I mean, but his 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 hamstrings are basketballs yeah it's crazy the muscle definition and mass that he has he's, he's a lean cut rocked up dude we've i have no idea how long we've been talking for chris had a thought oh, go ahead. well you because i was going to segue into just a player that i want to briefly mention joe i don't know how much you got to see of this player yeah. but you mentioned Sidney brown having a tough time covering big tight ends Big tight end. Do we want to talk about the big tight end, Luke, Luke Musgrave? He met the hype today, didn't he? Huh? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He looked, he looked big, right? He looked apart, but Holy he also cow, looked man. fluid. He moved really well, and you could just feel his presence on every rep that he was out there. He, I, he looked very impressive. I think he might be the best mover of all the tight ends here, too. And this is an athletic group of tight ends. Yeah. And he's the biggest one. Right. It's the combination that's like, yeah, I get it. There were a couple of guys like that. Who, Joe, who, and Chris, both of you guys, who are some guys that you've, you've seen, you had some questions about, but then you saw them in person, and you're like, yeah, I get it. Like, that, it's an NFL body at this position. Because not everybody was like that. I mean, Ke- we Keanu talked to Benton. Keanu Benton from Wisconsin. I mean, this dude, I mean, <laughs> just slapped together, to take a Kyle phrase, uh, slapped together very, very well. Thick everywhere, you know. Never like it's proportionately thick. Yeah, like yeah. remember Larry Ogunjobi when he was down there. Yes. Just like you know what, man, that yes. guy's got it. So he just, it just he doesn't miss leg day. You know, he doesn't miss any days. You know, right. Keanu Benton really popped with his with his body composition. What about you, Chris? You want to talk about Riley Moss, Joe? His the body composition. Uh, I, it's a little unfair. <laughs> Riley Moss has some impressive legs. Uh, that's <laughs> what I'll say. I mean, this you could tell this guy spent some time on a track team because, uh, I I mean, how long am I? I can't sit there and talk about this man's legs, but he has very impressive legs. Dewan Jones was really impressive to me. I mean, obviously we saw the measurables going into the day. We saw the, the Twitter picture of his, of his wingspan, but you see him in person, yeah. and you see him next to everybody else, and yeah. you're like, okay, I understand. I got it. I understand why uh, the hype is. And, and I think he lived up to it today. I thought he had a really good day, and you saw just how much that size helps him because he can just get out, and he's just now in your way. How long have we been talking? We have been talking for a little over 15 minutes. And we have not mentioned quarterbacks. Well, I was going to segue there at some point. but Yeah, well, I, I, I wanted to kind of open up the conversation because it's, you know, we've... Bajin, Bajin, He was Beijing, the best quarterback of the day. Nagy's press conference this morning, he said, look, he's like, we might not have a top 100 guy here. You know what I mean? Like, I've never... They just unbelievably, brutally candid about this situation. 
And so we've had a practice. Kyle, I know that you're dialed Bajin, in on quarterbacks. Bajin, All right, Bajin, Tyson Bajan, that was the guy today? He was the best guy. He was the best quarterback today. He had, the, he had the most live arm. He's a quick twitch athlete. He's got room to grow on his frame. He's light on his feet. Did he miss some throws? Yeah, but you know what? So did everybody else. <laughs> Can I tell you the most impressive thing with for me? And I was standing next to you when we both noticed it. The the command and the cadence that he had, the did presence, you hear his cadence? the yeah, leadership, yeah, the yeah. confidence that just exuded from him just in just in that aspect of the way that he this is a D two quarterback coming here with all these other players and you could feel the confidence that he had right, in the like, way that he he, you, he handled himself. You audibly heard him get into his cadence for the first time and like you had to stop and look. Right. You had you say, Who's that? Right? Like you talk about big presence, big personality, like his personality kind of popped through a little bit. He's doing some of the bag work, and he's humming to himself, mm-hmm. like having a good – like he's comfortable. But then he's out here, and he's ripping these throws in one on one. The zip was the pop on the, the, the ball pops off his hand. Like, and let's be real. Like, th- this is probably – it's a developmental quarterback, right? So your ceiling's probably in the middle rounds. But this is a guy who has untapped potential. The challenge for Tyson is this week – now trying to change the narrative from what the initial concern was when I first came in and did the film evaluation, which was you have to change the narrative that you're not two years away from being two years away. And if you can do that, and holy cow. He stepped. He, he put himself in the right direction. Today. Yes. This is an outstanding first. I, I, I said, Tyson, I hope he doesn't try to do too much early. He didn't, but he outclassed those other two quarterbacks. Now, Clayton Toon, I think, is a pretty fundamentally sound passer, and he's got a baseline arm. And yeah. He's got a baseline build. That. Yeah. You know, like he, he's, he's fairly. Houston quarterback, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he's not twitchy like that. Whether it's the release, whether it's on the move, whether it's the footwork, Tyson is a twitchy guy, and this is the kind of guy that I would love to get in my building and just work with and find out what the ceiling is. He was everything I hoped he would be, and then some, because like Chris said, it, it, you don't expect the D2 kid to get up under center and have everybody stop and look and say, who the hell is this? And then you hear the other guys doing their cadence, and they're, they're, but, but they, try, they try to dial it up. Right. You, you heard a difference in the way that those cadences were. Right, and it wasn't, it wasn't even and particularly it was still close. Not it. And look, do we want to talk about the, the national group, right? We focused on the three guys in the American group in the, in the afternoon, but I thought the – Jaron and – Jaron Hall and, and Jay Kaner, and I thought both of those guys were inconsistent at times. Yeah, I don't think down. they ever really found their rhythm, uh, and I think that kind of slowed them down. But, again, you, this is a baseline, right? I think we, we've talked about this before. This is day one. You now have to build off of this day. Right. No matter how good or bad today was, you have to build off of this day and continue to grow as the week moves on because that shows your coachability, right? That shows you your understanding, you taking to the coaching, you taking to everything that you've seen from the day prior. And so that, to me, is the biggest takeaway. Now we know what these guys are going to look like. Can they improve from what happened uh, on Tuesday? I thought Jake had some – Jake Hayner had nice, some, some nice yeah, throws. Especially in the team drills, I thought – he was kind of able to find some completions, which is kind of tough in a day one. You have never really done this with these players before. I, I thought that happened, but, you know, I mean, physically limited, right? I, not to sit here and kind of go in on, on that, but you could tell he's he, – He profiles as the quintessential career yeah. backup quarterback yeah. that is going to be in the league for a really long time yeah. and he'll probably get some opportunities to start and he oh, might the chase might, daniel plan right and he, he might end up performing well for you in short stretches but he's never going to be a guy that you're going to look at 
and want to just say, yeah, we're going to give you $50 million a year, right? Like he's just not built like that. And that's fine. There's all different kinds and all different types. As far as Jaron, you know, I, I was really optimistic for Jaron coming in. I'm not pushing the panic button yet. But if he practices on Thursday the way he practiced today, then I think that is going to be a, a pretty ominous sign for his his projection moving forward I, in the draft process. I just thought he got off to a slow start, right? And I think from that point, it's you know it's hard to, to recover and find that consistency. And I think that's what uh, what really got to him. Can we talk about? And I know Kyle, you mentioned earlier um, that you thought the wide receivers for the American team, the second practice, um, the the DBs got the better of, yes. the, of the wide receivers. But I do I want to talk about that wide receiver group because there was a lot of names in there that did show some flashes. Tank Dell. Showed some really good flashes at times. I thought Rasheed Rice had an up-and-down day inconsistent at times. I thought he finished strong after a little bit of a slow start um, in some of the individual stuff. But once they got into uh, the one-on-ones with the quarterback throwing them the ball and, and into the team stuff, I thought you started to see him kind of come alive and showcase, uh, I think, everything that we expect from him. I thought uh, Jonathan Mingo uh, out of Ole Miss, I thought he yes. popped at times. Um, you, you saw that. And Andreas Ovis, right, one of the big names that we were talking about going in in this group. I thought you saw, you saw the fluidness. I thought you saw the hands. I thought you saw a lot of those things that we like uh, about Andre. So, again, I thought the DBs got the better of them, uh, specifically Julius Prince. Anytime I have a, we, we'll, we'll, we can have a chance, Kyle, to, to mention him, I think we should. Future Dolphins legend. No, I can't. I, I'm not going to wish that for you. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I do think the wide receiver group did show enough flashes to say, okay, now can you build on that? I feel like it's been a while since Kyle's been put on the spot, so I want to do it. What, in reflecting on both practices – what was the biggest surprise? Something that maybe you didn't expect to see that you saw that you want to reflect on? The biggest surprise? Yeah. From both practices? Sure. What The biggest surprise of the day. Well, let me look through the roster here and um, try to find a good one. Do you guys have anything in I mean, the meantime? I've Chris, got one go that ahead. I would love to jump in on and right. because I watched him for, for the national practice. I thought Jalen Duncan had a great day. I know you talked a little bit earlier, Joe, about the O-line kind of winning both sets of practices, but if we're going to shout out an individual guy, I thought Jalen Dunklin came here and he looked apart. Uh, I, I thought he handled his business very well. And for a guy who kind of needs this, right, that with the with the way that 2022 ended for him, a little bit inconsistent, didn't build off of 2021 the way that we thought, I thought he had a great start to his week. There were a couple of guys from – a couple more guys from, from size perspectives that I thought really popped – uh, in a big way, uh, Tavius Robinson, the defensive end from Miss Old from Ole Miss, uh-huh. six six, two hundred fifty seven pounds, long. That was a nice surprise. Um, we've already mentioned the Luke Musgrave stature <laughs> and, and what he brings to the table. The other one that I had was. Um, I don't like you for doing this, Joe. By the way, uh, you put you, Joe. You put him in the blender. Will, will, mean, this doesn't happen often. No, so. Will McDonald. Yeah, I thought was another guy who you saw him on tape and you understood where he played and you had the questions, but it really illuminated that that he was undersized. I looked at Will McDonald today and I didn't feel like he was undersized, and he came in at six oh three four two forty one. Yeah. You know, so that it's not a big edge guy, but he carries it well. And I think that was a nice surprise for somebody who was a part of that, oh, well, we're the 240-pound Big 12 four-eye club. Yeah. Right? And so for a guy like that to come out and, and look the part, I think was a nice win. 
I think Will McDonald's a great name to bring up because I didn't have high expectations for him, but he came in and, and I thought he performed well, looked good, but there was also um, he had a presence about him, and I think he became like quickly became like one of the coach's favorites out there where you could tell that there was a lot of interaction, like positive interaction after plays where, um, you know, that's that's a sign to me that like, you know, he wants to be coached and, and the coaches kind of gravitated towards him. There was there was an energy and presence about everything that happened with Will McDonald today. You go and then I get another one. Because I've got one because I was standing next to Kyle when we pointed this guy out and I didn't pay attention to this position group all that much today. I'll probably focus on it uh, or yesterday I should say. I'll focus a little bit on it uh, probably on the Wednesday practice uh, at the, the linebacker position uh, from Sac State. Don't know a whole lot about this kid but it'll Looks be an opportunity yeah. to, to see him and that's Marte <laughs> Mapu. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I thought from just a side perspective he stood out and for a guy that I don't know a whole lot about obviously um, I'm be intrigued to kind of focus in on him when I look at linebackers here during the week speaking of linebackers how about Cam Jones from Indiana had himself a really nice day he looks good like physically looks good. yes yeah. he, he's slapped together real he sure well. is. Very good. Uh, broke it out for you um, but he was our he was our practice defensive rated rookie with Panini uh, for the first practice he was involved in the wide receiver, or the the linebacker, running back, pass rush drills, and he had wins in pass pro. And, and granted, the only back who succeeded in those was Roshan Johnson from Texas. Uh, he broke up several passes in seven and seven and team, and he had some one on ones covering the backside of the backfield and had a PBU on one of those as well. So this is a guy who missed the last two months of his college career. Was a, a three, I think, a three time captain for Indiana. And boy, does it show <laughs> because yeah. he, he's, he was loving being back out in the football field. And when, when I talked to him after practice, I asked him, how's, it feel, how's the foot and how's it feel to be back? And he was like, man, this is, this is just a blessing and there's, there's no else I'd rather be than right here. So he was a player who I did the film study on. I had to lean pretty heavy on the 2021 stuff uh, because he did only play in four games and the, the competition in the first four games was – Sufficient, but it wasn't the best teams in the Big Ten schedule that, that Indiana played. So you're bummed that you missed those those evaluation opportunities against the best talent because he definitely looked like he took a jump in play. But if he plays the the, the rest of the way this week, this is a, a candidate to be a third, fourth round guy. I got a question for you, Joe, and I hate to keep going back to offensive line, but I know it's something that you were focused on. Can you talk to me about the interior players from the American team? Uh, Emil Akior, uh, Cyrus Torrance, yeah. um, John Michael Schmitz. I yeah. mean, did those, did those guys pop the way you expected them to here on, on practice number one? Michael Schmitz, as I've kind of already talked about him, I thought he was one of the biggest winners of the entire day. Um, Emil Akior uh, did get that opportunity to play some center, um, which was something we were all excited to see, and I thought he held his own. Um, I, I actually, I would say in a lot of the one-on-ones, he did a really, really got, good job of framing, anchoring, and really just kind of keeping guys right at bay. I think he was one of the better players out there. Uh, you mentioned Osiris Torrance. I thought he had an up-and-down day. Um, Got some good movement in the run game, it looked like. Yeah, which you would expect. Yep. Um, I thought he played a little tall in pass pro, and I thought that he was a little bit inconsistent like – when guys got to his edges, right? Just it's which you'd, you'd expect. Yes, and, and I guess I was hoping to see something a little bit different, um, but he kind of just kind of continues to profile as that gap scheme guard only. Which, all right, you can be a starter and that's good, but it's it's gonna your valuation is gonna take a hit. Hey, let me let me ask you a question because we we have the weigh-in numbers here. 
Were you surprised that Darnell Wright checked in at 342? That's maybe a little heavier than I thought. I didn't think he'd be like a 330-pound tackle. He's five pounds more than Osiris Torrance. Yeah. That's surprising to me. He's big. We've we've known Darnell's big. Um, I thought he had some good reps, too. He's a guy that I think he might have some of the best grip strength in this class, and so his game is really predicated on getting hands on quick and then just kind of taking you out of your entire ability to, to rush and get vertical. Um, and so he likes to get on top of guys quick, and I thought that showed up at times. But, you know, it also leads to um, some challenges, right, when kind of guys kind of pick up on that. You can, you can be aware of it and, and use that against him. So I'm looking for Darnell to show some more with his vertical sets, you know, and, and be willing to – play a little bit more in an island because I mean I don't think you can you can't live in a world where everything's a jump set and, and hands on right quick, right like right he I want to see some variance with his sets and how he performs hey so the the other question I had for you is we talked about builds in a good way yeah who's a build for you that you saw in person and it's like oh I don't know that that's going to profile I don't know that that's going to check out well I mean the Troy did you, you want to take the, that the, my wife uh, sorry babe <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, the, the Troy linebacker, he's five seven two. Did, didn't we know that though? Who, who's like who's a guy who had like a listing, and then came in, and you looked at him and you're like, oh, like we're pretty lean here. Um, I think JL Skinner coming in. What was the, he was? Um, the size is it was as the the actual measures the, were as the, expected. He's just, he's just a very lean, lanky build, lean in the the yeah. lower half. I thought Andre Carter was the same way. <sighs> yeah. A rough go, rough go for him. They're, they're, they're built like small forwards. They're both, exactly they're, what they are. They're both tall guys. But they look like, like Tayshawn Prince for the Detroit <laughs> Pistons. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I love that that's the basketball reference Joe's able to make here on the podcast. <laughs> that's back he in my day. He didn't though, so that's a, that's I mean, a win. He, he didn't, but, that, but th- I'm, uh, the point I'm making is how far back in the role Dex he had to go Correct. there. Yeah. That's my I mean, era. They, that's when his, I loved his, the NBA with Tayshawn Char- Prince. Charlotte Bobcat season ticket holder Joe Marino. You're damn right. You're damn right. You're damn right. Um, I want to. I'm trying to find Jarrett Patterson, and and actually Jake Andrews on this list here. Jake Andrews, six oh two six three nineteen. Man, I don't. He didn't look that. He did not look three nineteen. I'm very surprised by that. Let me find J- uh, Jarrett Patterson, six oh four seven three oh four. You know, both of those guys seem kind of small out there, didn't they? And he's got the Liam Eikenberg build. Does he does. Well, anything else, guys? Senior Bowl I practice. Think here's the, here's what I'll in say. In the books. What I'm I want to just moving forward here. Like this is a foundation day, right? I think where you start to see some separation is on Wednesday and Thursday. Right? Yes. And, and that's what I'm. I mean, it's all important. It all matters. But where do we go from here? I'm anxious to find out and see who really steps up and owns the rest of the week. Chris, anything else? I am excited to see the uh, the building of from Tuesday into Wednesday. Uh, I want to see some more from the quarterbacks. Can they, uh, you know, continue to evolve as the week goes on? I think that's the big thing that I'm looking at, uh, and I'm excited to uh, probably check out some more of uh, the linebacking, the linebacker play um, today. And then, you know, obviously, I got to sneak over and watch a more trench play with my with my friend Joe. I didn't get a chance to do a whole lot of that here. Uh, on the first day of practice, but a, a very fun day. The weather cooperated for day one. Man, it was in a hot big as hell. Way. It was a very it was hot as hell. It was nice out there. I actually had to take the sweatshirt off that I had packed just in case. Uh, but it was it was a great first day of practice, and, and this is what this is all about: building off of the week and continuing uh, to to 
to move forward. So I'm very excited to, to see what uh, what everything looks like here for the Wednesday practice that we are heading off to here in just a little bit. And that, my friends, is going to do it for the Draft Dudes podcast for today. We appreciate you guys tuning in, uh, getting your Senior Bowl fix. We're getting our Senior Bowl fix. Uh, we trust that you'll hit subscribe, come on back and see us. Thanks to our friends over at Ben Online for their continued support of the show. And thanks to all of you for listening in. We hope you have a great rest of your day. We'll be back again with another Senior Bowl practice recap before you know it. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 